Passing Dimes is over the moon to partner with Betstamp. Betstamp is a mobile app in the sports betting space that shows you the odds from every sports book in one spot. Do you enjoy betting on the NHL, the NBA, the NFL, World Cup, or more? With Betstamp, you can compare the best available odds at one sportsbook versus the worst odds at another sportsbook all in one place. Go to the App Store today and download Betstamp for free and use code DIMES. That's D-I-M-E-S. For a limited time, Betstamp is offering you, a friend of the show, an opportunity to learn more about Betstamp and several sportsbooks where you can get an edge in online sports betting. Message the Passing Dimes Instagram or Facebook account for more information. Hey guys, Lexi here. A little update from Brazil. We are a couple games into the second half so far. And January surprisingly completely flew by. Usually... For me, January is the hardest month to get through and it drags on mostly because, you know, December, you have your friends and family getting together for Christmas and spending time and you're not able to be with them during that time. And you also have usually have a week or so off at the end of December to have a Christmas break, kind of reset from first half and, uh, so you come back in January and it just kind of all hits you a little bit. And so I was lucky enough, my boyfriend, Matt, he was able to come visit for a couple of weeks at the beginning of January. So that was a huge change and, and it definitely helped the month kind of fly by. So that was, that was really nice. So I'm actually just finishing up a MCL strain I've been rehabbing for about three weeks now. Um, it's kind of ironic and also just super unlucky how I injured it. So we it was the first game of our second half, and we haven't had a home game for a month and a half. We were on the road for all of December and majority of November. So first game, second half, and we were playing Minas, who is arguably one of the most decorated and notorious clubs in the Superliga. You know, they just came back from world champs in December and, and we have, you know, zero business beating this team. Um, but nonetheless, Jim was completely sold out. Probably the loudest gym I've ever played in, in my entire volleyball career. Our fans here are ridiculous there's fist fights in the crowd and there's security that you know they need to surround the court just in case um something breaks out but anyways we're playing Minas and like I said no business beating them but we are playing really really well we went into extra points in the first set and um yeah it was a it was I think the set was like 30 35 or 37 minutes or something like that. And so we start the second set and things are going well, um, playing the exact same. And <laughs> with the amount of fans that are in the gym and also in the temperature in Brazil, it's 40 degrees. There's 2000 people in the gym and there's a black tin roof over the entire 
court. Like it's, it's a sauna in there playing. So after every single point, there's about five towel boys just on the court, wiping it up trails and trails and puddles of sweat from people diving all over the floor. So there was one ball um, that was overpassed and I was in position one. We overpassed the ball and the middle went to go attack it. And she was swinging towards one where I was standing. And so I basically split stepped to dig this overpass and my right leg slid in a pool of sweat that was from my six back player from the previous play that I didn't notice and my left knee caved in. So <laughs> I, I got up and I, my hip popped, my knee popped, my ankle popped, and I didn't really know what happened. Also I was running on a lot of adrenaline. So it didn't hurt necessarily uh, at the moment, but I, like I said, it was also adrenaline. So yeah, I kept playing. And then the next morning it was just a balloon. So um, got some MRIs done and, and they told me it was an MCL strain could have been worse. So I'm thankful that it's not. And uh, note to self, look for sweat puddles on the ground whenever you're playing in this country, because there's always going to be some that you got to look out for. So yeah, that's, um, that's my update. I'm good to be, you know, back on the court soon and I can't wait to get back and, uh, yeah, two more months left. So see what we can do in, in those two months. Hi, this is Anton Napolitano, Australian setter from, Bitterfeld Wolfen in German Second League. I'm a bit out of breath. I'm in the middle of a workout. We have had a roller coaster of the last couple of weeks. We came back from Christmas break and pulled off two wins and away games, which left our record at 13 and 2, I believe. And then this last weekend, we just played the fourth-ranked team on the ladder. We were second-ranked at our home gym. It was actually a ripper match. It was super intense back and forth. Both teams played really well. We ended up losing in four, and the worst part was that our right side blew out his ankle on match point. So he's out for the rest of the season. And uh, hopefully his injury doesn't carry too long into the off season. So that was honestly the worst part. So we just have to regroup now, tweak some things with the lineup. And we're moving to an away game this weekend in Varnamunda. Uh, overall, things in Germany have been great. Did a lot of traveling over Christmas. Went to Austria, Prague, and uh, Berlin and a really cute town in Germany called Tristan. It's been, it's been, yeah, lovely. Just trying to soak up the, the local entertainment. Also going to go to Berlin this weekend and watch a soccer game. So 
should be good. Everything is going really well overall. We do not have playoffs, unfortunately, so our season runs right until the 22nd of April. And it's just whatever you finish on the ladder, that's what you finish. But this club is making a big push financially to move up to first Bundesliga next season. So if that happens, that would be awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. The nation's best are coming to Hamilton. The Marauders are proud to host the 2023 U Sports Men's Volleyball National Championship and will welcome the top men's volleyball teams in Canada to McMaster University. Eight teams, 11 games, and only one champion. Secure your spot now and be there to catch all of the action. Your seat awaits. Tickets are available at marauders.ca slash tickets. Hey guys, Pearson Shankle here. Um, just giving another uh, Tales from Overseas update. It has been a very long time since I last sent in an update. Josh is probably a little bit upset with me, but uh, it's been busy. Um, been a lot going on the last couple of months. Um, not all volleyball stuff too. So a little life update. I think my last time I, I was chatting with you guys was... Uh, like first week of December. So a lot's gone on. I finished off the last episode talking about um, our standing with uh, with the cup that was going on here in Germany. So fortunately lost out to Berlin. Um, talked about the league a little bit and where we were sitting and how we were doing quite well um, with Asfoge Lunenberg. And then, uh, yeah, um, CV. That's probably the biggest section of my update so far. So, yeah, so CV, I ended up by talking about how I was playing Jacob Kern's team. Um, Jacob Kern's an old teammate of mine, plays in the Netherlands. Um, over the Christmas Christmas months, or Christmas months, Christmas weeks, he came back, came over, and uh, we played their team, I think, on December 11th or 12th. Um, and uh, thankfully, it wasn't like a repeat of the first matchup we had in their barn over in the Netherlands. Um yeah, a little bit easier without their crazy fans just uh, being all hostile towards us. So thankfully, we won that one three nothing, and uh, that actually set up a matchup for us with uh, Modena Volley. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Modena Volley plays in the Italian Super League. Um, pretty renowned to be probably one of the most prestigious or best clubs in the world. Um, they're their gym is literally called the volleyball temple uh, because all the best players have, have rolled through there at some point in their careers um, for some sort of competition. So uh, yeah, so we matched up with Modena um, who was probably favored to win the entire CEV cup. So we knew it was going to be a bit of a battle going in, but what a sweet opportunity for a bunch of young North Americans <laughs> to um, play some of these studs. So um on this team, there's a couple Italians, but uh, some of the more recognizable names are like Irvin Ingepeth, um, the French outside, who's um, arguably arguably the best left side in the world right now, or has been in the last couple of years. And then uh, I believe it's Bruno Resendez. His jersey always just says Bruno, but uh, Bruno's the center for the Brazilian national team um, and has been since, heck, I think Beijing 2008. So, um, yeah, a lot of experience, a lot of clout behind that guy's name. So he's their setter. 
Um, so yeah, we got a couple studs. I think our team was kind of laughing because the, the budget of Bruno alone, like what he gets paid in a year is might be double what our entire team makes in a year, <laughs> like all 12 players compared to one. So yeah, this club's a lot bigger, a lot, uh, a lot more going on for them. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just knew it was going to be a pretty crazy matchup. So anyway they came to us this was the january leg of cv so they came to us i think i believe it was january 7th and they showed up in lundberg and um you know we were ready to go we had i think we had a pretty good game plan against them all the guys were excited and um yeah first off they didn't even they didn't even dress one of like their first middle blocker this like stud serbian who's uh who's been playing at Modena for like 11 years. Like he wasn't even, he was dressed, but he didn't even warm up or anything like that. He was just, he was standing off on the side of the bench. Um, I believe Irvin Ingape was, uh, <laughs> we were doing blocking trips, like blocking warm up, And he was just like laying on a ball in the background. <laughs> pretty, pretty casual. Um, so you can kind of sense the mood of these guys coming all the way from Modena to small town, Northern Germany to, to play in front of these like older fans and just, yeah, like just, it was probably very interesting for them. Um, anyway, so this, uh, the game starts here and they throw out a lineup that like we, so they had Bruno setting and they're starting opposite. Um, he's the starting right side for the Turkish national team i actually played them in my last game of the world cup this past uh summer the one that didn't end too well so um i can't remember the last name right now it's uh, kind of hard to pronounce for me but uh yeah nevertheless really good player so those two guys were playing starting opposite starting center uh, but both middles were their backups three four and both left sides were their second left side played but the other left side was i think their fourth so they threw out a lineup that like was um, a little bit different than what we would expect to be their starting group. And, uh, and like I said, just based on just the attitudes and actions of some of the players, I, we just had a feeling that they were definitely underestimating us. So um, anyway, came out in the first set and uh, we actually, I think we beat them 25, 17. Like, so we slapped them pretty good. And uh, right at the end of the set, their coach subs in, um, not the middle who wasn't like dressed or warmed up, but like their usual starting middle came in and then, uh, Irvin and Capea came in as well, um, for their fourth outside. So right at the end of the set, uh, I guess he realized that, okay, like can't take these guys as lightly as we thought. So let's see what happens here. So it's so one, nothing us that kind of gave us that first one just because honestly they didn't respect us. So I'll put it bluntly. Uh, so second set rolls around. Um, we lost 25, 22, but it was a battle and, uh, we, we had to adjust to like some of the changes they made too. So took a little bit. Um, but so one, one, the third set, uh, we ended up taking it 27, 25, uh, after a lot of like, a lot of controversy and complaining and, um, yeah, just a lot of drama going on uh, between the two teams and the refs. Um, it was, yeah, it was a lot to deal with. Um, 
but nevertheless, we win, uh, we win 25, 27, 25, excuse me. Four set rolls around. I don't actually know what the score of the four set was, but again, it was close. I think maybe 25, 21, something like that. Like we weren't super behind, but they had a, they had a, they had a decent lead at the end. And then in the fifth, um, it was back and forth pretty much all the way up until about 10 points. Um, yeah, I think we had maybe a three point lead at around like 11, maybe it was like 11 to eight or something like that. And, uh, (laughs) and, um, you know, I think their, their experience really started to show and, uh, yeah, every guy that went back was always making these two for one serves and, um, earning two points for every one server excuse me not lingo excuse that um yeah they they started to claw back and you could tell that we were you know like the idea of beating them at home was just crazy so we definitely got like our nerves going a little bit i think they tied it up at 15 all um i don't know yeah it was about 15 all (laughs) and uh we followed up with i believe it was a service ace from one of our left sides and then he served another one pretty easily in um we made an epic dig uh but it was a dig that we couldn't really get a swing out of like someone it was kind of a crisis ball and our other left side had to like just put the ball over and they they had pretty much a free ball and they set one of their middles and this middle like just misconnects and it uh it splutters out maybe a meter out like the back so we beat modena 1715 in our own gym which was crazy like that's yeah for any i don't even know if any german team has ever beat Modena. <laughs> so the fact that it was small town Svalgenburg versus not like Friedrichshafen or Berlin or any of our Durin, like our other Champions League team, it's pretty crazy. So yeah, it was a really big moment for the club, really big moment for the team. Super proud of the guys. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's a match I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. That'll be something I look back to in my career and just, yeah. Uh, George Schnitzer and I both um, both were on the court. So the fact that we, uh, yeah, the fact that we kind of got to share that together was pretty cool because I played with him even back in university. So, so man, I'm already at ten minutes. This is quite the update. I hope you guys are, <laughs> I hope you guys are bored here. Um, so yeah, so this was like January, like I said, like seventh or eighth. And, um, the the rematch was going to be two weeks later. Um, so third week of January or fourth, maybe whatever that would be. It's crazy because most teams in our league are done playing, um, anything international in January. Um, so, or like cup and stuff like that. Like, so every team except for us and the champions league teams, we're done playing in internationally in January. So they can only focus on their one game a week. Um, yeah. And we 
um, you know, we, we, we beat Modena, which is just an awesome experience. But then, I mean, we had to, we had to travel down to Munich the following Saturday and we were in a tough position in our league where like, we really, we were playing with the teams we were kind of competing for or competing against to get the, the final like spots in the top pool for our intermediate round. So they were important games because it would mean that we're plus one on them and they're minus one. So these points were very important for us. So we traveled down to Munich, had to play this this game. And then on the following Wednesday, we played the other team we were competing with. And then um, then we had another, like, it was just, it was just hectic. All of January was crazy until we went down to Modena again for the rematch. Um, I'll spare the details, but long story short, Modena played a lot better. Their serve pass was a lot better. Unfortunately, our team didn't play to our standards when we were in Modena. We ended up losing 3-1. Um, we were up 23, 20 in the first set as well. And we dropped it, um, which really hurts. Um, it's kind of hard to look back and be like, oh, like, you know, we were right there. We should have had that one. We should have take it or taken it. But you, I mean, like, that's why those guys are paid what they're paid. And that's why, yeah, that's where the experience like comes through. It's like, oh yeah, you were close, but it's like, well, there's no, like you were close in these situations. It's like, you do it or you don't. And, and unfortunately we didn't get it done. So we lost three one on the road, uh, which means that we lost the matchup overall. So we're out of CEV now. Um, thankfully those league matches, I was just sputtering on about, <laughs> we actually won those. So we're in the top four for the intermediate round. So Germany has had, uh, it used to have 13, maybe even 14 teams like the year before COVID uh, hit. Um, after COVID hit, it dropped down to nine or 10 and then recently nine, just with a lot of funding issues. Um, so there's nine teams in our league. Um, this is good because on one hand, the level is a lot higher because uh, the talent pool is condensed. There's just less spots. So um, that better players all form up in the new teams and uh, yeah, the talent pool is very condensed. So six or seven of these teams are, are very strong. Um, unfortunately, it means that our season would be really short if, um, if we just played the usual home away. So they do this thing called the intermediate round. So the top four teams and team number five through nine form pools of four and five, and you do another round of home and away. And then, um, for example, in our pool, we're ranked third. Uh, Berlin is ranked first. So Berlin starts the pool off with uh, six points. Friedrichshafen second. They get four. We have two. And then Duren, who's fourth, has zero. And then it's usual scoring from there. So 3-1, 3-0 gets you three points. If you go to five, the winner gets two and the loser gets one. So you can actually jump positions. Like we can jump from third to second or um, or Darren can overtake us and we can be fourth. And that'll be our new matchup for playoffs, which starts later. So that's the situation we're in right now. This was really important for the club to reach into the top four. Um, just because, uh, you want to be playing the best teams in prep for, in prep for playoffs. So this was awesome for the club. This is like showing and our standings and whatnot. And, uh, then it was awesome for like our team and just the players to get to play like just better teams for the rest of the season. Like we don't have any games that we can let our guard down for, for the rest of the season. So it's pretty, pretty lucky. 
Um, that's where we're at right now. We're one game in. We unfortunately lost to Friedrichshafen 3-1 uh, this past week. So uh, we have Berlin this weekend. So hopefully we can bounce back. So we'll see what happens. Um, I can update you guys more on that in the next couple of weeks here. Life update. Um, just so while being a pro athlete, you only get so many uh you only get so many days off. It's kind of awkward. You only usually get one, one and a half off at a time. So it's hard to do trips, even though you're in Europe and it's so easy to travel around. So me and my, my Dutch teammate, we have uh, two and a half days off in the end of February when the intermediate round is at its halfway point. There's no games. So we actually booked a flight to Dublin. I've never been to Ireland, but I've always wanted to go. So we're going to spend two nights there. It's going to be awesome really looking forward to that um and yeah again like just super easy to fly from hamburg to dublin and back within a weekend just because everything in europe is so close so don't get to take advantage of it as much as i'd like but when it does come up always looking for it and i'm super excited for that so yeah that's what's going on i know i <laughs> talked pretty much the whole time about our modena win but uh yeah that was a big one for us big probably the story of I mean, <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully there's more of a story at the end of our season here, but that was definitely a big part of our season so far and a big accomplishment for the club and just everyone involved. So um happy to update you guys on that. Um looking forward to the next one. Chat soon.